0: we're back judge buds episode 77 as always your host folks joined once again after one week off only one only one week off bye bye good buddy mr at state of hoppy mr at state of hoppy how are we doing this evening
1: I am in chaos mode just trying to catch back up with real life and work life after being gone for 11 days
0: yeah you you went on quite the uh quite the trip I mean we hung out for a while there but how did maine go how did, was New Hampshire I mean how are you well, how are you feeling actually first of all Good now, I've definitely
1: had a detox since I left, but we'll see. I'll probably get back on the train this weekend, but no man, it was i mean it's funny because like really all our trip was was good seafood and good beer like there's yeah. really nothing else i I got you to drink i p a s which was still a little hard to comprehend, but so that, that's a big uh, milestone, check mark. Um Met your boys, Drew and Cam, which was, again, weird. Like, awesome, but just like meeting people that I've talked to for a couple of years now. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you're actually humans. Cool.
0: And I'm sure the highlight of the trip, you saw my second home. <laughs> oh, rock. My God. The drop. Oh
1: my god!
0: I. It was funny. We walked. (laughs) We walk into the last drop. My boy Andrew's working the door. Immediately, he literally has a joint in his hand, and (laughs) he's just hanging out outside with a stupid jacket hoodie on that he wears no matter, no matter how hot it is outside. Great hat game. Oh, he's got a phenomenal hat game. Yeah, yeah. He wears that one. 90% of the time, but all of his other ones are gas too. Uh immediately it was like, sup dude. And I was like, This is hilarious. <laughs> and then we walk walk in. Well,
1: no, no, no. Hang on, you're skipping a part. He's like, Yeah, well, uh, place is pretty empty right now, just so you know. And you're like, Yeah, perfect.
0: <laughs> it is yeah, well, yeah. Well, it, I was like, Andrew, it's also six o'clock. I mean <laughs> it, like, he was like, Yeah, whatever, dude. Um It was like it was seven o'clock. Yeah. Six o'clock cent- central, so yes and that's what you know that's what everyone cares about is central time because apparently that's a thing um but we w- <laughs> were hanging out with the drop for a while we sit down again my guys are behind the bar eric my boy who i hung out with him the other night at a different bar my god her if he love bug fully loaded it's very funny um we met him hung out for a little bit and then you just, I was laughing because you turned to me and you're like, yeah, so this is exactly, uh, what I imagined. This is, this is literally exactly how you described it. And I was like, well, I'm glad I'm marketing well enough for them, but it was, you
1: didn't, you didn't tell me before I got there about them having like the world's smallest bathroom on record.
0: And I'm, yeah, they, they just added the, uh, the mirror, so before that, there also was not a mirror in there, and now the mirror that they do have in there. I'm wondering if it was a patron that actually brought it in, but it is about half the size of your face, so you really can't even see all of yourself in it. It's just like, which is also very funny. Um, uh, but yeah, bathroom, it is unbelievably small. Met a lot of friends in there just because it's a real easy way to make people laugh because it's just like packed. You're like, "Sup, fellas, how we do it? Let's just hang out in there," or just like anything like that. So I bet have met a lot of buddies just like vibe it in there. So it was funny. But the door is outrageously funny. It's the smallest door in America. Like it's half the size of your standard door, I believe. Uh, if honestly, if you if it didn't have That's, a handle we'll on see, it, you wouldn't even know it was there. Height. It's just like yeah. super narrow. I think they found like a piece of wood out back and they're like, if we just like shave some of this fucker down, like, I mean, it looks like a door kind of, but yeah, if the, if the handle wasn't on there, you'd have no idea that there was a bathroom right there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I was, it's always funny when I just meet people or I, people that I'm friends with just on the internet, really all hockey. And I, at they like come to Boston. I'm like, well, we're going to the drop and they see the drop and they have this clear same,
1: i told you we were going to the drop
0: <laughs> well i mean yeah as if i wasn't going to go there anyway
1: yeah
0: uh, i li- like every time though like like what we'll go to the drop we walk in and they're like holy f-, the same reaction you had They're like it's exactly what you said it was i was like i, I know um but that was i just again it's so funny what i just Bring people in there, I'm like this is so weird. Like I've just known these people from the internet, and I'm bringing them into the establishment. It's it's Let's America's in body.
1: running into them there though.
0: Yeah, I've done that too, which is always yeah. funny. Uh, <laughs> no,
1: I, I gotta say though, so Eric is exactly who <laughs> I pictured from like a Bostonian bartender. Like, could not have been more spot on. Guy was an absolute beauty. Like he was so cool, and then you in your element, like everyone kept asking like oh hey do you want to sit here you absolutely refused to sit down you Mm -hmm. after making fun of some lady who was
0: absolutely very different so different
1: kept trying to get behind the bar
0: and the
1: next night you were like literally lingering there doing the same thing like i thought you were gonna go back and try and pour yourself a drink and i'm just like you fucking hypocrite
0: no, no, no. That was unbelievably different. That lady was going behind the bar because she was asking for it. She was like, as if the bartender that was six feet away from her couldn't hear her in the empty bar. This is a different place. Again, different place. As if he couldn't hear her from six feet away. She was like, excuse me. And, oh God. and that lady, again, I told you after, uh, after we left, I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> on my way to Uber and I see that lady who was trying to get behind the bar and successfully somehow getting hard alcohol served to her. Uh, not not just getting hard alcohol served to her.
1: Like the guy's like pushing her and he's like, "Ma'am, please keep your distance. Yes. I will give you your six shot special.
0: Like I, 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 I think it was a glass of vodka that he put like red food coloring in. It wasn't even like 100%. there was anything else in it. I watched her. Fall flat on her face in the middle of the road as I waited for my Uber. I was like, oh no. (laughs) Thankfully, she was not alone. So her friend's like, Jesus fucking Christ. So actually, I forgot to tell you, too, as I'm getting in the Uber, one of my friends go, how the fuck did we keep getting served? (laughs) It's just like, Jesus Christ. Not going to say where we were, because that might get the bar in trouble. Yeah, no, we won't uh, do that. But It was so different, though. That's where I always stand. And half the time, they ask me to stand there because people try to get behind the bar. And last time, actually, the last time I was there before you came, I was standing there and the manager, Dave, was just like, Oh, we got to kick this guy out and threw me behind the bar. He's like, oh, what do you do? Like as a joke, obviously. But he was, uh, but yeah, they throw me behind there sometimes just to like pretend I'm in trouble and people freak out, especially when it's crowded. It's very entertaining. But anyways, always fun to see you uh, see other people experience the drop for the first time. And uh, yeah, we had a We had a great weekend plus two days. Um, got, got that was my that's my ideal
1: drop oh the shire baby Lord of the Rings let's go and yeah of course naturally when we went oh, yeah, out sure. to the Cape had to had to first move when we were just drinking at the uh, Airbnb throw on role models and immediately <laughs> I had Fuck. to, I had to get the quick video there for uh, our boy Cosgrove I know that he loved that Um, but I think my highlight, the first night that I was there, which of course, like delayed flight because of hail, get in late, cluster fucking the airport, meet up with you like midnight ish. (laughs) And we're just walking around in, uh, we'll say, uh, not your part of town and just you pointing out every fucking bar and being like, yep, here's why we're not going there. Here's why we're not going there. Fuck these people. Just, like, everything I expected.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we were in fucking Cake Eaterville. Fucking, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the rich people part of town. Uh, that, again, I again, specifically, I believe I actually may have, like, briefly stopped in front of the club down there, and I was like, fuck, this place sucks. <laughs> because it does. I wasn't lying. Um, well, you yeah, I just- went into, like,
1: I wasn't sure if you were fucking around or if you were like already shitbagged because you kept on like throwing your shoulder into mine, being like, "Oops, sorry," and being like, "I'll fucking stab you." <laughs> like you're just trying like to make you feel of people fucking with you, but then you kept doing it to me. I'm like, "Uh oh, he's he's already gone."
0: <laughs> no, I was just making sure you got the full Boston experience. So you oh, came, in you you got you got in late, and then you know there weren't as many people around, so I made sure that you felt like there was. You it by the. By the by the last day, you did finally witness the epitome <laughs> of people in Boston. <sighs> Fuck you! That was incredible. <laughs> I was like, it happened finally. That a wild move by that lady. Um, oh my god. That was so good. Anyways. That was incredible.
1: But alright, we gotta cover. Two more things from the Boston trip, and then it's hockey. First one, not to gaslight you, but we're literally sitting at your joint, the drop, and you've explained over and over how your place is at most a block away. And you're like, oh, i just yeah, run home and drop off my food, and I'm going to grab a sweatshirt for the first lady. 45 minutes later, she looks over. She's like, I don't think he's fucking coming back.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I do live. I, I mean, it's less than a block away. I live. I mean, I could throw. Because I'm a freak athlete, actually, I could throw a baseball at the drop from my apartment. But I, so as I, once again, you are fucking gaslighting me. I walk, I walk, I walk into my apartment, immediately back goes on me. I heard it pop. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. So I have stress fractures in my spine because I've mentioned that before. Well, you didn't say that your back popped. You just said, yeah, I had to stretch. Yeah. Because it wasn't it wasn't that relevant, because no one really gave a shit. Um, the First Lady shirt didn't care. Uh, but, yeah, no, I had to stretch out for a little bit, and then it, fortunately it didn't pop all the way, so that was nice. Uh, and I came back eventually, sweatshirt in hand, two sweatshirts in hand, actually. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why the fuck you're complaining. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you said you had one other thing.
1: Well, I, I know you and Isha probably already touched on this, but uh... – have to again applaud the the namesake of this show, Judd Brackett. Fantastic establishment out there on the Cape. Like he wasn't lying, folks, when he said it on Russo's podcast. The scallop uh, risotto, shit. risotto scallop risotto,
0: insane! Oh insane. my god! And we had our own room, basically, of that restaurant. That's the farthest I've ever gone in there.
1: It was quite empty. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I wasn't um, at. It was great. Oh man, what a spot. But yeah. know and, and, and we went to the sister
1: restaurant too.
0: Yeah, apparently. Uh, that's also the first I've sat down inside at that bar. I usually I'm at the outdoor bar. I told you last time I was there, it was like 95 degrees. Yeah. It was, it was like the July 4th weekend last year. It's like 90 degrees outside. They have the biggest fucking bonfire going on. I'm like, what the fuck are we? It is noon and it is so hot and I have literally on fire um but yeah no great great little trip that's like my ideal vacation where it's just like hey we're lounging and then when we feel like going to do stuff we're going somewhere most likely to like chill meanwhile the first lady their vacations are i mean i am dead like halfway through day one they're like oh we're here for four days we've seen this entire city six times and we're doing every activity in the like they have lists that they need oh god anyways uh great i had a great time it was always and i was saying this too last time uh with isha you never know how it's gonna go when you meet someone from like just online friends like you know what i mean and we i see you and you're like so you are fucking real <laughs> and i was like all right we'll be fine let's and of see, course
1: immediately see. my wife looks at me she's like you're a fucking asshole i'm like no no that's just how we talk to each other <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, no, that was good. And uh, now that since you mentioned it, you did say you successfully had me consume an IPA. I have the last one from Treehouse. Baby. So now, gonna... which one was that again? Because I, I didn't get that one. I cannot remember what it's called. And it, I don't think I'm it the says it. Can. There's no way. Oh, it's in very small. Jubilee. Okay. Great can art. <clears throat>
1: uh, treehouse and art great fucking beer though bizarre business model how they like make you like prepay for your tickets you can't buy to-go beer inside like it has to be ordered online and set for a specific pickup time i mean i get it with how like popular they are but uh so we went uh, we went the, the ideal uh, day and time for what we were doing oh for sure that couldn't have worked out any better uh but we uh, did the exchange after Jim's Deli which is a fucking place oh my god that's my first stop if I come back that was great um, <laughs> but we go with my uh, uncle and he takes us up to their place on Lake Winnipesaukee and my aunt who is like through and through a wine person she is now obsessed with
0: IPAs because <laughs> of Treehouse which one, did she, which one was the one that got her hooked
1: she liked them all, but Julius or very ha 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 were the ones that she like really grasped onto. It. But then we brought back a bunch of four packs from uh, Portland because we were kind of like we went to Portland in between the Winnipesaukee stops. Because we were using their car and yep. otherwise we wouldn't yeah. have had a way to get it back to them. But uh, we brought a bunch back for them from there and like she's like, "Uh oh, like I, I think I just like beer now. <laughs> So treehouse, wow. you converted a wino.
0: It's successful quite trip. Successful trip. Wow, you um, And then, lastly, before we can finally transition to hockey or talk to me, how was Portland? Was it exactly what you expected? How many? How long were you in Portland? Was it just a day? No, three nights. Okay. So good. so Tuesday you is got lately. hit with bad weather.
1: It wasn't the best weather, but we also kind of know that's part of the deal. So that Tuesday when we got picked up, we went to Winnipesaukee just for the night and then left and took the car, which it's just a weird thing when you've never gone through it, that they like their places on an island. It's like we have to boat to and from and. Where their oh, launch is, yeah, like yeah, yeah. they have to have a special boat because it goes under a really low bridge to get out I there. I did
0: not know that you were go. I did not know that's where. They- that's great. Oh local- yeah, they're they're, they're on the, experience. All right,
1: they're on the very south end. It is uh, Barn Door Island. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep,
1: yep. But we went around and did the whole tour. the The waters were insane too. Like there's just so many waves with like <laughs> yeah. the wind and how big it is <laughs> and all the boat traffic. We saw what I'm told was Britney Spears like compound out there. Um, didn't see it, but I'm told Jimmy Fallon's out there. But some of the house out there just fucking stupid. No shock.
0: All um, the lake, all the lakes out that son of peace. Saved the, it's crazy. Dude, they like. No, ah, yeah. Uh,
1: my wife, she uh, she put sunscreen on to start the day but we were out on the lake for three and a half hours and like there was plenty of cloud coverage. So she just kind of spaced on it and she was like totally fine for the next like day or two. She ended up getting what's referred to as hell's itch. And you, it's literally, you got burned so bad that like it like hits nerve endings and like, she was losing her shit. Like I felt so bad. She was dying. She's good now. I'm not
0: laughing. I'm not, I am laughing. I am not. You're laughing, just not at her, with her, even no. though she never laughed. <laughs> no, because that's a, that, yeah, no, I know a lot of, yeah, it doesn't yeah. even, the cloud cover does not matter. <laughs> does that matter? Uh, it smells no, more, she brutal. like had the sunscreen
1: on and like never like really noticed her like skin, like. No, it's weird. Yeah. Red it, or like, and it was literally like a day and a half later that she was like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, that's uh warning, folks. And, uh, yeah, th- we'll say, Z, you're in on something where we'll just say her current uh, affliction is actually that happened. It makes you a little bit more okay acceptable. So we learned yeah. that, and she's like, yeah, this makes more sense. But uh, so leaving Winnipesaukee, which is fucking awesome, mm-hmm. uh, went out to Portland. So we were there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night. And yeah, Thursday, Friday, lots of rain coming down good. But we got pretty lucky with like the spot I found. So anyone that does go out to Portland and again, seafood, beer, anything totally worth the trip. We stayed at the Holiday Inn Express and like good rooms, whatever, but like the location.
0: Mm-hmm. If I wanted
1: to walk to the furthest brewery, like out on that, like downtown area, 40 minute walk, right? Yeah. Uh, But the first night there, I literally just like did a loop of the breweries that like came lightly or not even recommended because I just needed to kill time because she needed to relax. So I just started doing my loop, Uh, hit five of them that night. (laughs) Yep. That'll work. It worked. Um, But it's funny, like some of the ones that came more highly recommended, like weren't anything crazy. Like they're still good, but. Mm -hmm. the my top three and i won't go in any particular order Uh, i'll just lead with bissell brothers because they are good friends of the bruise and bruins podcast uh that place is awesome good dudes their their parking situation could be better you literally have to pay to park there
0: but it could be
1: worse (laughs) we're we're not going to talk about lamplighter um (laughs) but uh Awesome beer. Like Bitzel Brothers, really cool space, really good beer. And of course, good company there with Drew and Cam. Um, then Bellflower, which was, like, oh, really? was like one or two people mentioned like loosely, but no one was like, you got to go. Dude, as far as IPAs go, like they fucking crushed it. Yeah. Like one of theirs was probably my favorite beer that I had on the trip. And of course, that was like their only IPA that they didn't have to go. Yeah, but okay. whatever, um, still really good. And actually, I think my aunt and uncle said that that or one of the Bissell brother ones was their favorite. F- from what I brought back, and then one called Lone Pine that uh, pretty well rounded. Like their IPAs were good, but so was everything else. But they have one that's literally called OJ. It's like O H dash J. Yeah, and it's exactly what I want. Whenever I describe my ideal ipa to people i'm like I-, I just want an alcoholic orange juice pretty much
0: oh that's interesting i mean that is that not, sense, is though. that not what the julius is yeah well i was going to say so when you when you mentioned julius i was like that's the and that's the state. No, julius is incredible and now that, that my so aunt and uncle cool are stuff. addicted
1: and they actually <laughs> long long story longer they like are from greater chicago area and yeah they're actually selling their place and they're going to move out. Like they're going to have another, like a place to live in the winter mm-hmm. and they're going to kind of rent and rotate, but then basically just live out there, but they have to go back and deal with all that. And they're going to be doing that in the next like week or two here. And my mom's actually going down and meeting them for something. So they might be muling me some uh, tree house beers. Cause I know Love they're that. stopping for themselves. So that's going to be delightful. Um, yep. but Yes, I mean, the food, also incredible in Portland, but I I can't, like, we went so many places, like, I'm not even going to give the full rundown. Um,
0: Yeah, uh, well, yeah, we're already 25 minutes in, but how, I mean, did the lobster rolls live up to what your wife was looking for? She's been out there and had them, so she knew. (laughs) But did she have any that were
1: didn't particular. have any bad ones there were some that she liked better than others for sure but
0: well all right i was ex- yeah, I, honestly, right. I was expecting the uh big reaction but all right fair enough no she um, I mean, she was happy with every single one so by the, by the way uh the first lady of brighton is obsessed with your wife so brighton Oh, shut the fuck up. Okay. Never again. I really, I really thought, I really (laughs) thought we were beyond this. That one's buried. That one's buried. But uh, no, it's fine. I'm going to kill you. Because I mean, you already
1: agreed, regardless of how much, you know, ABV you were at or BAC, whatever. It's all the same.
0: Yeah, uh, you're, you're, yeah, that's that's the uh I just left the brewery, so BAC is the same thing as ABV. It's, like, <laughs> it's
1: a- IV. Uh but <laughs> you agreed you're coming out probably for the state tourney. Maybe instead you'll pivot for the frozen four, but you're like pot committed now.
0: Yeah, no, I'm committed to it. And at this point, um with the money situation. I'll just drive out there, and I'll bring the first lady with me too. but well, uh, you're going to
1: bring Treehouse with you too, then.
0: <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. We'll throw it on top of the on top of the car. Um, and you know, I did want to mention next time you, well, whatever that is, next time you're out here by chance, we'll go to HQ of Treehouse. A lot different.
1: Yeah. No. That, that's it's,
0: already a must. It's fucking huge. So I'm
1: excited for that. But I will say for those that are in, you know, Boston proper, Trillium is fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. that was that was yeah. the best Boston beer that I had. Yep. Trillium's cool. It's it's cool. And there's like a couple of Trilliums right here too, so um yeah, no, Trillium's good for sure. But we needed to uh we need to dive into that, but we are now 27 minutes in. That's so right. So I guess we should transition to uh Actually, nope, I one more thing I did want to mention. I was trying to remember if Bellflower was the one that I remembered. It is. They actually have a uh, on their website, they have a food truck schedule. So if you want to oh, look dude, at there's what- a lot in Minnesota <laughs> yeah. that do that. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's I mean, that makes no sense. Yeah. Everyone everyone in New England hates each other, so they don't try to make anything like convenient or cool or fun. So you know what? That makes sense. Anyway, let's favorite. talk about that's hot. still my favorite thing the the whole train thing the fuck's uh, no problem? <laughs> that's so good that's so good actually and i lied again last point i'll make that i mentioned last week with Isha. it was so funny because like everywhere you went or we went in boston you were like what, what what do you recommend and i was just like in my head i was like these motherfuckers do not want to talk to anybody they're all like no it was like two thirds were like god damn it and one third was like
1: actually like about it
0: the like the brewery Rupert people Trillium was all about me the brewery people <laughs>
1: yeah they're like absolutely well, everyone, everyone, though, everywhere they, else they're hang like hang on if it if it was a matter of food i never said what's good i'd give them like two or three oh, options yeah, i'd yeah, be yeah, like yeah. which one would you pick
0: Wait, I, you no, they're, they're what I'm drastically
1: different dishes, so I understand well, that's frustrating, but I'm like, I'm in the mood for any of them. Just tell me what's better. <laughs>
0: it was really funny though. I can't
1: believe we missed Swayman. God damn it. By one day.
0: Yeah. Oh. Last thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've said last thing seven times, maybe. At this that's point? what we should just call this episode Isha. Last thing. Yeah, we have to actually have to if if I ever get Judd Brackett on the podcast, I will have the ch- I'll tell it's actually it's not called Judd's Bud. It's called uh Last thing, so <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's not culture. You had nothing to do with it. Anyways, uh, we've Ray Bork's restaurant. Oh, fucking good, dude. And we missed. So, there they have on their special menu, there's the Swayman special. Hoppy took one bite and immediately was like, holy fuck, nailed it. The other – so the co-owner with Ray Bork is the head chef for everyone else that doesn't know this. Absolutely. The cool, coolest dude in the fucking world. He is just – it. so we went early. Again, I think we timed that perfectly with what we wanted to do. Yeah, what was it, like 4.15 and or – 4.15, and they just opened at 4 o'clock that day. So there's – I mean it's essential. there's like two other tables. Well, even we- though the
1: fucking balcony bitches had – Looked like they had been there for like an hour and they still outlasted us.
0: <laughs> that might, that made a, I'll tell you what, that might have been the royal family because they were there clearly for a while before we got there. They were there for our, all long, because we left, they were still there. I was yeah. like, I haven't even seen a plate of food out here, but whatever. But dude, um, uh,
1: like the, so the part owner slash head chef, who,
0: like the best,
1: like biggest chefs will come biggest out biggest and like just do the pleasantry of like, Oh, hey, like, how was everything? Great. See ya. He came out and talked to us at least three different times. And, like, don't mind the fact that we were positioned right next to the kitchen. Like, that had nothing to do with it. But yeah, like, this guy was a fucking G and he was so cool.
0: <laughs> the coolest dude in the world. Um, yeah, he had way I, more jeans than Z. <laughs> oh, my God. He my favorite thing about him though was the fucking, like, you know, the head chef garb, but it was unbuttoned. All oh, the way. Holy totally unbuttoned. Shade out, tatted up. And he was just like drinking a coffee. He was like, Sup? <laughs> it's just like, Oh shit. Hello. It was so funny. Yep. He is the best. What a guy. That guy was incredible. Holy shit. Anyways, top, Tres- top three people that we met throughout that. Yes. Hey, his name, he, hey, for everyone that needs to know, his name's Rich, Richie Tresca. Great. Fucking phenomenal. Unbelievable food! I really, I'll, I will one hundred percent be going back. Had often. you not been? No, I've been there before, but a while ago, and then and probably uh, peak flow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, um but yeah, no, we missed. So you got the Swayman special. We, Jeremy Swayman was there the night before, so we missed oh. him by one day. But uh, it was funny, though, because my only – the only reason I even picked that was, like, um, Hoppy's coming. Uh, hockey, uh, Ray Wark has a restaurant, and then we'll go to Judd, Judd Brackett's restaurant. So, hockey restaurants, I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> stre- oh, being the point person for, like, recommendations or hosting, or that stresses me out. Because, like, I'm like, I don't like anything that everybody else likes other than, like, I like to drink. And I like uh, – Good food, I guess. And I don't really do much other than uh, I don't know, drink, eat, and watch hockeys. So, like fortunately it was you that was coming out with uh with the with the wife. But um, all in all, great trip. And now that I said last thing 17 times, we are 32 and a half minutes in. Let's transition to hockey.
1: Yeah, that's that's smart. Austin Matthews um,
0: signed. That's fun. Holy shit is he about it's funny because, so yeah, Austin Matthews four years thirteen point what two five, two five. Now the highest paid player. Um, people can say what they want. He absolutely deserves to make all the money in the fucking world because you want to talk about that.
1: Someone would say he doesn't deserve that.
0: I. <laughs> uh, it's it's fucking crazy when people try to. It's 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 such a hockey thing too, though. Every other yeah. fan base, is like overpayment. I'm like, do you just say that if someone makes like close to nine plus? You know what I mean? like? Anyone makes a ton of money, you're like, oh, classic overpay. It's like, um, that dude is one of the greatest goal scorers, players, centers, two forwards. Yep, like he is what a top four or five player on the fucking planet number one center that you're like in an off year he's going to score 42 43 fucking goals Mm -hmm. and people have the balls to be like huh not worth it and i'm like there you go so i was just about to say it, cosgrove he's already like flirting with the best american player of all time
1: if we're going off pure talent yes
0: he's trending that way
1: yeah, yeah, no, he's he's got that potential, but like, I wouldn't say it yet.
0: Right. Oh no, no, no. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, we're no, we're I'm on saying. the same page there. What's uh, he? What? You, uh, how old is he now? Twenty. He's got to be twenty-four or twenty-five, <laughs> which is so fucking. Great. He's gonna be so fucking visual right, magic. Which so while you do that, it's so fucking funny. I think it was Sarah Valley that put it out. He is going to have made – he will have made $112 million by the time he's he turns 30. He's 25, he'll turn 26 <laughs> in a month. He, by the time he turns 30, he will have made like $110 million fucking And dollars. he'll still get the
1: fucking bag from Arizona when he's 30.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we're, Arizona we're just in Just theory, in theory.
1: time where they've figured out their arena and all of their young players are popping.
0: No, so no, no. And just in time for them to relocate and then um, another expansion team comes in in Arizona and there's a new franchise. So he'll be, he'll go there. Um,
1: I don't understand how, I mean, I, I'm all about the bit, but if no, you, move, Russo, you relocate a team and then put a new one there, like right away, that just.
0: No, no, no. Doesn't make uh, sense. Well, so I was listening to Russo talk about it. He's like, I don't care. Like, I don't think people understand how much the NHL wants Arizona, Phoenix, wherever it is, Mesa, 100%. whatever it is, to work. He's like, if they relocate, then I was. He said this last week, I think. Sure. Uh, he was saying he was like, I don't think like if they do end up relocating and there is another expansion team, um, Arizona will be like the number one option because they want that to pop. Yeah. Um. But again, well, we've I, talked I, this before. I'm I think saying, it, can like, work. it would have to be but, like at
1: least a two or three year gap minimum.
0: Right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so there. It lines up perfectly. Uh, five years. Um, but it was unbelievable reading some of the reactions. Like, he's worth 13 and a quarter. And it pains me to say it from Boston. It does. That motherfucker is that dude. Like, he is so nasty. He is fucking unbelievable. And... I want every person in the NHL to make 10 sheets a year. I want everyone to get paid because it's insane yeah. how much other sports are getting paid. But um, I mean, you want to talk about if you're going to pay, even if it is an overpay, if I'm, if I'm Toronto, I'm picking one person on my roster to overpay. It's Austin Matthews, either every way, time. even if, the, even if it is an overpay, but, um, but it's not as annoyed as i get it, the fucking assholes that like tweet that shit out it's also very funny and i do love it at the same time because i'm all about chaos i feel like you say um, that about everything like i hate it but i also fucking need it yeah no exactly which is just so toxic of, of <laughs> me and how my toxic ass brain works but um good for austin matthews and the fact that he's now signed a five-year deal and a four-year deal at crazy buddy love that for him and he again like you said you know he might even make more on a short-term deal when he's 30 years old <laughs> because the cap's going to be up again. Oh, no, that's, that's
1: when, if if Arizona aligns and it makes sense, he's going eight-year, give me the fucking max, right? And they're going to do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I hope Arizona adopts the, um, and this is something we've talked about before too, the, uh, the Saudi method. Um, so they're soccer teams, by the way, now. Are throwing. Th- I think they bought Neymar from uh, PSG for like a total package worth three hundred million dollars. <laughs> they're throwing the back. They're actually getting everyone to go over there. There was a dude that Except signed. Messi. Yeah, Messi is ripping. Oh, Jesus Christ! He is still.
1: You got like you got to imagine everyone in Europe is like, there's no way. Like we knew the US leagues were bad. There's no way they're this bad. That he's literally just torching the league,
0: no, he's that good in a league that's not as good as any league he's I think ever those even. Are true, yeah, no I'm not even I'll, I have a soccer background, so I'm not gonna go i, I won't <laughs> we've delayed long enough, but uh, I hope Arizona does that. We're like let's fucking give everyone insane money. Let's just see if someone does it um so hopefully Matthews is that guy, um, yep. Now, but either way, on- move, move on from Matthews. But either way, that contract, love it for him. New, love when there's a new, highest-paid player in the league. Um, I don't know if anyone's going to touch that for a while, though. Fair. Now,
1: the real question is, what the fuck's going to happen with the Toronto Maple Leafs this year? Because <laughs> we got Willie Nylander, who has basically said his negotiation starts at 10
0: good for him they
1: cannot afford that and he is an absolute baller and we've already seen him hold out when they had his rights they're not gonna fucking bully him into shit
0: and especially yeah. with tree living
1: True. um i don't know dude the previous gm was a bum.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah he's the worst in the league um uh, again like so now the Neilander thing becomes a big big time question obviously but like if there was one guy that outside of the playoffs, if Leafs fans really want to do this, but if there was one guy that played to a level last season in the regular season that you actually couldn't have found a single thing to bitch about money about it's William Nylander. Cause mm-hmm. that dude balled the fuck out last year, scored 40, was like he was nasty start to finish was well worth beyond 6.9 and he's been well beyond worth 6.9 for a couple years he literally the like the year that he signed late that was the one year he really didn't like play to the level of a player getting paid that much uh i mean he's well surpassed a 6.9 million dollar winger in this league so and underpaid, I don't whole. blame them. And, and yeah, I mean, right. the, the body's not even cold yet. But again,
1: the whole Dumba for Nylander thing still haunts my dreams.
0: Yeah, it's fucking crazy, but we don't even have to go there.
1: Nope. Um, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> like, like, but now they're in the spot where like they're in win now mode. Like they've got a couple guys on one year tickets. They've only got one more year of Marner after this. I think same for Tavares.
0: Yep. Like those deals are going to
1: trade him, but no. that also means like they're literally going to let him walk unless they're going to do crazy things to maneuver the cap to find a way to give him 10.
0: Yeah. I mean, fuck, I'm trying. I'm, it, they, another team. So, like, Minnesota's cap sheet is is wild haha! <laughs> uh, for different reasons. <laughs> so, All right, signing off. Um, I did not, I didn't actually, it just hit me after, the, but uh, <laughs> that's so bad. Um, like I'm just, I'm on that cat friendly page right now. And it's just like similar vein as Minnesota where it's like the guys that are getting paid a ton of money are either like you can't move them or you don't, you really can't. Or they don't even, because you don't want anymore? to. Like, what the fuck are they gonna do? I don't know. I mean, thank yes. God it's not my problem. I mean, I mean they do have what do they have next year in space? Thirty three projected cap space for next year. If if Nealander wants ten of that, it's down to twenty three. And then you've got they're obviously not gonna resign Tavares at least not at a fucking eleven million when he's up in two years. Uh, I mean, it's so weird that like. Nylander has been the guy that everyone in Toronto like, we got to trade him like why why the fuck would you do that
1: I, so in my mind if you have to move someone right like we're talking out of Matthews Marner and him I think he makes the most sense because right now like if you were going to do it now or at the deadline like he's got a low ticket right now He's a guy that seems like he's inclined to walk, anyways. Unless you like fully pony up, you can get a really good return from him right now. Like he is,
0: if if he tells at- you, well, not if he wants fucking, not if he's saying I want ten because like the price that he's at right now just to acquire him, right? Like you need to know that he is gonna resign with you. And if he wants ten, how many teams are fucking like? in a position to like actually capitalize on William Nylander in his peak. Cause he is now 27 years old, um, old fucking man. Yeah. Basically in this fucking league, which is actually isn't the worst thing in the world, but, um, a like, year
1: older than Matthews will play this year. And we just talked about how crazy young he is.
0: <laughs> yeah. But that motherfucker's in a pot 60 fucking 10 years from now. Anyways. Um, but you need to know Nylander's signing and what teams that are in win now mode or like now approaching win now mode can like actually sign up for a ten million dollar winger. I mean, dude, Ottawa might as well, right? Like the formula I can, works with the I can. Cap. I cannot. <laughs> oh yeah, holy fuck! I <laughs> cannot even imagine. Imagine. Oh, that would actually be the best. Terrible for me again because it's just more in the Atlantic, but. He's already in the Atlantic, so who cares? Uh, if that happened and, like, Toronto continued to lose in the first round or second round and then Ottawa adds Nylander and, like, wins a cup, that'd be so fucking funny. Um, that'd be fun. But, yeah, no, so they're in a conundrum with Nylander, though, and, like, yeah. he's so fucking good. But, dude,
1: so, I am obsessed. Like you could, my, my if, dream line is Braden point centering William Nylander and Nikolai Ehlers.
0: Yeah, that should be easy to obtain. That's doable. Um, I mean, okay. You
1: could easily make the trades from Tampa's end. They've got the talent. It'd just be stupid.
0: Right. Uh, Oh yeah. That's immediately. That's a lot. Ugh.
1: Which I mean, we, we talk about Matthews being overpaid. People freaked out
0: about Hagel too. Yeah, really weird. Like, I don't know what it is about. I don't know if it's just a natural reaction for people to immediately carve other teams if they sign a player for big term and more money than they've got before. Yeah. I don't know what it is.
1: I think with him, it's more of a surprise. Not because of him, like, yes, partially, but I think a lot of people especially from the analytics community, came out pretty quick to defend him. I think it's more that, like, how the fuck is Tampa paying someone six and a half by six, right? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, if you listen to, you know, Friedman and Merrick, maybe that's an indication that the GMs are pretty confident we're going to get a big uptick next year in the salary cap.
0: So definitely a possibility, too. And the thing with Tampa, and, like, they've done this even before whats his face took over um they love to lock guys up certain guys they love to lock up yeah because I mean you look at like Sergachev eight and a half he signs for what was it eight years when he signed which, if that one' still seems a little weird. yeah that one you need him to hit as like yeah. a otherwise top, that one varies. which I mean the month he is he's really good I'm not
1: saying he's not but that that's all he hasn't funny. hit that. He
0: hasn't hit that yet. Right. right. But, you know, you look around. he all, they also like lock up like a guy like Chernak at 52 who's probably worth 52 with what he does. He doesn't pop like with the numbers, but that role that he fills with them and how good he is at it and just like if you lock him up at 52 and like you said this with the cap going up slowly too, um, you know, they're banking on those types and they did the same thing with like Cologne a while ago. Right, where they locked him up for what seven years, eight years? It, like
1: look at everyone. They either do the right. shortest term they because do that, like, right. yeah, you are literally a rental, or it's we're signing you forever.
0: Like uh Oh, uh, Nick Paul. They, Nick, Nick Paul. Paul. They just That's locked. who I was trying yeah. to come up with. Yeah, yeah. Nashville used to do that too. They did the same thing with, uh, I think it was.
1: Yeah, that didn't work out though. They picked the wrong guys. <laughs>
0: right, but it was just As we just <laughs> saw this summer. <laughs> well, the deal, the deals were so funny though because I think it was both Colton Sissons and Callie Yarncrow. They did like six and seven year deals at like two, really? two million dollars, two dollars. So, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that
1: was that was uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, so but we'll see what happens. H- but- Hagel's sick, so he's so. Can shut and like yeah. everyone, like jumps in immediately. Like, oh, how could Tampa fuck up so bad making that trade to bring in? Uh, shit, now I'm just all over the place forgetting names. Who did they get from Nashville? Tanner Jr. Oh, yeah. G- yeah. Like, but that's the exact same trade they made for Hagel in a very similar situation. Like a guy on a small contract that has more room to grow, but has shown a penchant for, like, being able to deliver throw them in the bottom six with Tampa and you're going to flourish. And that's exactly what Hagel did. Hasn't come through for Janelle, but it's like, you know what? They've been pretty vocal about their first round picks, not meaning shit because they're always like end of the first round. So whatever.
0: Yeah. And people can say all they want. They won back-to-back cups and no one on that team makes more than 10. So their highest paid players make nine, five, nine, five, eight, five, Nine five. So the last, no state taxes. Exactly. So there you go. <laughs> um, but we should we uh, should well, move on. Though.
1: Yep, we gotta for Isha, especially because I know he's literally only tuning in until we cover this.
0: An hour long of QMJHL hype up talk because they just started preseason. It's beautiful. There's been zero fights.
1: I know, and it's it's really what the game is all about. Um, nope. Even even more upsetting than that. He is very, very much on uh, watch to harm himself because of Elias Patterson. <laughs> he told me if he did not, like, short of him yeah. being no, no his exact words short of him being traded straight up for uh, Jack Hughes, he might hurt himself. So
0: okay, um, so this I'm assuming relates to the Merrick Friedman Sweden trip, and I I'll be honest I just saw occasional tweets so i'll let you take the reins on this one i'm not entirely i saw that people were like oh shit petterson you might want to get the fuck out of there
1: so it's weird though because you know they just did the media tour out in europe all the prep for the games that are going to happen in sweden which i hate that they're like in the middle of the season but it's good that they do this kind of stuff to expand the game whatever um, headlock Nylander immediately said, like, yeah, I'm either playing for free or I'm paying to play with how many fucking tickets I have to give away. But, uh, he's whatever, he's such a
0: beauty. He's such um, a beauty. That guy, well, so
1: they had a long conversation with Nylander and then literally aired two contract questions with Pedersen, and it was like a little awkward. And then it literally kicks over to fucking Elliot. Yeah, so uh, we asked him some more questions. Didn't really get anything further. He wasn't comfortable talking about the contract, um, and then like him and Merrick just started like talking about it. And it's like, yeah, that's really fucking bad. <laughs> that's really bad. Um, and for for them, it's it was a little bit of a back and forth on like, is it about the money? Is it about winning? And it, it seems like he just cares about winning, and it doesn't seem like he trusts the org. Which shocker again, God bless Jim Rutherford. Like, he did great things for Pittsburgh to get those back to back cups. As soon as that was over, he, like, I don't know if like there was some kind of affliction, like Alzheimer's, something. He, 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 I don't think he ever lost a trade in Pittsburgh, he lost damn near every free agent signing he ever did. And now it looks even worse over with the Canucks, especially with how he handled the Bruce Boudreaux shit. Like, that was such a joke. And JT Miller said as much in uh, an interview with, uh, I think it was Cam and Strick podcast. Like, basically said the whole year was a shit show. And, like, Boudreaux was the thing that he leaned in on. The one saving grace, though, for Isha is it sounds like a lot of the players have bought into Rick Tocket, including Pedersen. So that is very helpful. Um, But yeah, it seems like it's more of a, can they figure out the roster? Can they be competitive? If so, I think he's down to stay. If not, I don't think the money matters. I think he's out. So it's kind of a, this year or bust, which is tough in a, somehow the tables have turned. Shout out Michael Scott. Uh, Is the Pacific the best division? Mm. It's between them and the Atlantic. I like, mean, I probably Van- Vancouver is the sixth best team based on last year, and they're not a bad team either. But like, you got Seattle and LA on the rise. You've got like Vegas will contend, Edmonton will contend, Calgary's gonna be better. I don't know that they're necessarily a top tier team, but like that's a team you got to deal with. And then you've got two bottom dwellers in the ducks and the sharks who let's be real, like three years from now, both of them could be a real problem too. So like yeah. when, when are the Canucks going to be able to push through and be at all competitive in that division?
0: Right. Well, I, well, whenever they do, uh, I would assume they are planning on Elias Petterson being a massive part of that. Um, and like, like you said, just some of the decisions they've made, it is legitimately mind-boggling. And fortunately, they've got a couple young players who are some of the best players in the league at their position. I think Thatcher Demko that last year was a complete, I mean, it was a shit show. He was injured, so I, I wouldn't, so either way, in theory, you've got, the goalie. Uh, but, I mean, some of, like you said, though, like, the complete turmoil that they entered immediately after they made their little bubble playoff run was legitimately stunning. And it was just, like, one thing after another. Now, like you said, though, Rick Tockett, people can say what they want about his actual coaching or whatever, but that's a guy that like every single player who's ever played for him has nothing bad to say. Like he's just, he's a beauty. Most, most
1: uncoachable player in the NHL who also just happens to be the biggest unit and fucking baller that plays every game consecutively, even when, even when his wife, or I guess wasn't even wife at the time, is giving birth. He'll make sure he gets out there for one shift before uh, taking off. Dude, Phil Kessel loved Rick Tockett. Followed oh, yeah. him to Arizona when Arizona was a dumpster fire. I mean, that doesn't really narrow down the years, but
0: like. It does make a big difference because like you want to talk about like front office turmoil, whatever, like the chaos, anarchy. who's in the room every day, like deciding what they're doing at practice giving the overall message from the organization it's the head coach so I do think that well obviously that helps a lot for guys that do or don't want to stay now at the same time there are plenty of situations where there's a great coach or a very likable coach cough cough Ruth Boudreau um that because the turbo the just the front office is so bad and it's so chaotic. The guy's like, I gotta the fuck if I wanna win, especially like, I mean, Pedersen's what, 25? But no, he's actually younger. You know, he's young, he's way younger. Oh no, he's only 24. Uh, not way
1: younger. Um, like, I don't know. The way you reacted to 26 versus 27 earlier, like, 25 is yeah, same way younger. Thing.
0: Same thing. Um, I mean, if you're Elias Pedersen, you're about to sign a big ticket after this. You just put up a season that, like, you put up numbers and stats and, like, underlying numbers by far the best. Ba- did, did he hit 100 points this year? Was he one of the guys? I think he was. Like, you're about to sign a big ticket. You have to know that there is some kind of stability in the organization. Totally. Um, so, and he
1: actually even uh, – so this came from Friedman – when he was no longer actually talking to Pedersen, but basically said that he looked at what like McDavid did this year. And you heard everyone like dry came out and said like, yeah, he just needs to be more selfish and like fucking shoot the puck and look at what he did. And Pedersen is like eyeing that. He's like, I think I'm going to be more selfish this year. And you could be looking at him popping fucking
0: 50. I mean, he put up 39 goals and 102 points this year in Vancouver.
1: So he could easily go up on that, especially if things are even just a little bit better and more consistent this season with what you're seeing from their lineup and their power play. Like that could be lethal. He could be up here demanding a contract right there with Matthews.
0: You, if he, if he, if he looks at me, he's like, I want 12. I'm like, I'll give you 12. Next question my 12 and a half. I don't care. He's that. He's he's fucking unbelievable. Um, yep. Jesus Christ! Like what a fucking tire fire. I don't in fucking Vancouver, but uh, I mean, we'll see what happens. I guess it just it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean they're, run, they're they're running that front office back, but you know whatever. We'll see what happens. And I mean, at least the owner's a normal guy. Um, we're an hour in. So we should probably talk, like, we should transition to something Minnesota-related. Yep. Um, We had to to,
1: uh, adhere to the SEO necessities of the thumbnail for Isha, and we just nailed it for him. Um, You put this on the outline, which is usually not the case. Why don't you uh, take the first wild topic? Well,
0: oh, boy. I guess we should probably just go... Well, we have to start, I guess, actually, with Kaelin Addison. What the fuck is happening?
1: Yeah. I mean, talking about greedy motherfuckers taking way too much money. <laughs> it's crazy, know, dude. It, it's, it's hysterical to me, though, that, like, everyone seems like they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. Like, the Wild need him to be the power play quarterback. Like, they but need him to work out. Defense. But, but he should he should take the bare minimum, and say thank you and go out and prove it. Like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> like, you can't that's literally how. That's how nothing
0: works. Like, no- <laughs>
1: like that, that is how LaPanta, like, describes it. He's like, yeah, like, they need him to be good on the power play and, like, yeah, all this. Uh, but he should smile, say thank you very much, lick some white dog shit, and then take the minimum offer, his QO. And it's just like, dude, that's not how it works. And like, oh, he's a bad teammate. The the players are going to turn on him. Like, yeah, dude, because they're, no, they're going to really, really look at him and be like, you greedy motherfucker. You want 900K instead of 700?
0: Fucking loser. Yeah. So this is, this is what's really interesting now. Like, I can't imagine the Wild were actually banking on him taking his QO. What was it like? seven something I think it was like 783 which is crazy like
1: I know that people have oh, but he read- didn't play for the last like 30 games okay look at the numbers he put up before he got benched for no fucking reason right so I
0: the I guy mean- that
1: they brought in that couldn't even adequately <laughs> replace him made what is he making four and a half with Toronto isn't that what it is mm-hmm. like fuck right off and obviously they're in a cap crunch. Like this is a huge problem. You and I were talking about it before the show and you're like, they're, they're not going to be able to call anyone up <laughs> period.
0: No, literally. So, so this is what we need to like, I don't really know. You'd have to imagine that there's some idea or plan or something. Well, I, I can tell you uh, what the plan is. I mean, if he wants a million, they can't call anyone up. They can't carry an extra forward. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, if they can give him a million dollars, that either means someone's injured and is going to be on IR, long term IR, which isn't the case. Well, plus or they want to the somebody. That. Well, that's going to happen not at the beginning of the year. Yeah, no, right. But way you've got all that right, well, right.
1: I, I think though well, they're going to do though. the
0: AHL deal, so it's different.
1: Right, but w- it, it was yeah. talked about a little bit at the time, but I don't think anyone's given enough credit to Vinny Latiri for signing a brilliant contract. He literally took the minimum he could on an NHL deal so that he would be the guy that could get called up, and he's just getting stupid fucking AHL money that if he's, he's stuck the down there, thing. at least he's getting paid.
0: He got paid crazy in Providence in the AHL last right. year. I think, his like AHL like, him. I think his AHL deal was like three hundred. <laughs> Truth. It, 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 his his grandpa must have, like, been a GM at one point or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, but either way, I mean, fucking Jesus Christ. Like, I'm
1: Addison team Addison. I'm though. never going to say oh, anything yeah, bad yeah. about him. So you you need to speak objectively because no one will listen to a thing I say.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. A good power play is worth – A good power play quarterback is worth at least, what, $2 million? I'm I, – I would say probably three.
1: Like if we're like taking away the wild situation, right? Just in general, like if you're getting a guy that's going to be your number six defenseman, but quarterback, your power play extremely well. I'd say that's probably worth three mil.
0: I'm not saying that's uh, what he should
1: get. I'm just saying like people are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I'm I'm over it.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think uh, if you're Minnesota and you look at, the power play last year, obviously, because Edis played a big part of it at one point at least, uh, was, was fine slash good. Um, but I think on a team with legit playoff aspirations and like not just a first round, like not just get in.
1: <laughs> not just a first round bounce again.
0: <laughs> right. You can't I mean I you, a third pair defenseman, it's hard to be like, yeah, over two million. Um, totally. But that's completely irrelevant because we're talking about a guy possibly asking for 1 million fucking dollars. And he's a greedy piece of shit. Yeah. Um, people can say what they want about him. Listen, he, uh, was a massive part of that team. Even if it was as a power play specialist, he's young enough. I think there's room to grow defensively. He's a very good skater. He's a right shot defenseman. He is your best power play quarterback option. Like
1: it's not even close. Like if people understand, like oh,
0: what Spurgeon's good? No, like no. Um, if anyone is trying to suggest that he is worth nothing, I think. At this point, I'm not even gonna argue with you. Well, then, <laughs> but then it's oh, he's such a piece it's of crazy. shit. He got scratched at the end of the year. He should accept
1: his QO, or we should trade him for a first and a prospect. It's like shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah. It's like crazy. Our,
1: like th- I have to assume at that point that it's like satire or parody. Like they're they're fucking around, but
0: I don't know. There's I, people I, out there that are I found out. it. I've always found it like it's It's, um, and again, I will say this every time that I criticize any fan. Fan how you want. Be, say whatever you want. I don't have a problem with you. If you argue with me, that's when I'm going to come back and be like, okay. Like, listen. If you're just going to be a fan and you want to talk shit, I don't care. But I've always found that argument ends up being... You have to be – yeah, you have to be good at the power. That's a bare minimum. But you also need to be able to shut down the other team's top six. And if you don't earn it or you're not good defensively, that means you're not trying. You don't care about the game. You're a loser. You'd rather be out drinking with your buddies, going out to the club, hanging out with girls. It's like, okay, so like – And I mean it's also super easy to transition into
1: the NHL and play solid defense. As a defenseman, as it's a defenseman, very much noted. Yeah, like
0: everyone knows, that's the easiest thing in the world. So, I get it. I get it. And listen, if Galen at, at this point with the Wild's roster, if he is only good on the power play, guess what? He's a big part of the team. So, like, right? You saw the difference. It is what it is. It is what it is. But <sighs> you know what? We'll see what happens. I don't really know how they're going to do it. I don't know what exactly he wants for money, um, but. If he's asking for less than one point five, he's worth less than what he's worth at least anywhere from one to one point five. Totally get the while they're like, well, we can't really do that.
1: Same time, at the the same time, at the
0: same time, I'm like, well, did you think he was gonna take that fucking QO? Did you really think he was gonna take that? But you
1: die. All right, I found a new one. That didn't happen. All right, we no. can move off of uh, Addison because I'll talk about it and Tom blue in the face. Um, my last thing,
0: my last thing the Addison thing, the the, the idea of a merrill Goligoski third pair scares the fucking dog shit out of me. That means Faber's gonna have to play at least twenty seven minutes a night.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's already been locked in, basically. And I mean, is it realistic to move Merrill and or Goligoski, and do you want to do so? Like, is that the path to making the cap work
0: i mean yeah. if you can find and like and this is another thing that russo said often throughout like the end of the year well really post trade deadline and throughout the summer is he talked to so many people in the league and he was just like everyone, whatever well, the same thing they were like why did you think like why would anyone – everyone loves Golagoski? Great guy, was at one time a solid defenseman in the NHL. Who's taking on $2 million in this cap world? In this economy? In, in this economy? Uh, the fact that the Wild – if they actually did think that it would be easy to do that. First of all, they just signed him to a $2 million deal at this point last year. At that point last year. Like, why did the, at, at no point was anyone like, yeah, we'll take that. Oh, another year was a no move? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, why <laughs> that couldn't have even entered anyone's brains, like that's a logical thing we'll do. Um so I mean again, like the logical move was either to not resign him or move hell and earth to do it. Which they are not willing to do, like they're not willing to give up a pick, they're not willing to give up a prospect in any package to do that. And so let's be real, they're not. It's concerning. still below much. admitted mind. it. So like,
1: why give up a pick to move a player? I guess.
0: Right. So it's just like uh, the th- yeah. that thought, that third pair. That who, thought scares the who
1: shit. Who do you want with Addison? If, of, if the, he, of those two, if yeah, if he's if he's oh, you know, Merrill. a good human being and decides that he's gonna take whatever the wild to give him.
0: Bru- oh God, actually, you know, what? Eh, probably Merrill, honestly. I'm pretty torn on it, man. Yeah.
1: Cause I mean, I like Eileen Goligosky, personally, I'll I think honest, if like- Merrill can play he- at the top of his game, I'd go that route, but right. He's just like, he hurt. Right. But he's just shown some inconsistency even before the
0: injury. But again, no. maybe, maybe he comes back fresh and it's different. I don't think, um, yeah, it's funny because I think we actually would say the same thing about each one of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like, hey, when when hey, when they when Golikovsky earned his way back in, he was like pretty much exactly what he was before. Because uh, at no point was he like a defensive fucking like pillar. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, well, here's he, all his an offense. Okay. Out of and yeah, so uh, yeah, it's just.
1: I still can't believe he got traded straight up for fucking James Neal and <laughs> uh, Niskanen. Like so that was the biggest that that's a top five fleecing of like the the salary cap era for the Pittsburgh Penguins. That and I loved Golgoski. I was so sad when he got traded, and then I saw the return. I'm like, yeah, I'm over it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know. It happened. I it there's so many trades like that. Like sometimes I look back, I'm like holy, wow, um, what? Um, but yeah, no. I just either way, like either, either one, like you pick Goss or Merrill with Addison, uh, you're probably still pretty scared. <laughs> with this, you know what I mean? Like it's just like I don't
1: fucking know at this point. Now, do you do you even remotely entertain the idea of? playing Addison with Brodeen and letting Faber cover up for whatever's happening with the whichever other guy you play, and you have three pairs that you can roll more steadily, and you know that Brodeen's gonna get a ton of penalty kill time. You know Addison's gonna get a bunch of power play time. Like you can kind of balance it a little. Like I think that could work. It's just also hard to walk away from the idea of a complete shutdown pair of Faber and Brodine, but I also think that's probably more important once you're
0: actually contending. Right. Yeah, no, I absolutely. And like, and it's funny too. Cause like, I mean, yes, ideally you have your four lines. Those guys are together all the time. You have your three defense pairs. Those guys are together all the time. It doesn't really work like that. You know, like yeah. there's ebbs and flows about the game, like whatever, totally, totally get it too. I think the, the, the thing you've run into is, like, we want Faber and Brodeen on the ice as much as possible, assuming everything goes well, obviously. I mean, yeah. again, there's there's going to be ups and downs with Brock Faber in his first full fucking uh, NFL season. I don't know, dude. He's a fucking champion. Yeah, it's true. He did. He did. He has now lifted a cup. Um, the biggest cup that anyone ever dreams about, talks about. Which, you know,
1: which I think, because their trophy is like a keg. And I'm pretty He's sure scared. he had like 15. just turned 21, so yeah,
0: he scored, scored a beauty, breakaway, offensive defenseman. Um But yeah, no, <laughs> maybe ab- maybe like you said, at least like, 40 points, bomb. <laughs> yeah.
1: I do wonder though, if they there were people that, that I- commented that on the video that we posted about it. They're like,
0: no, oh, like god. if he if
1: if he only puts up 10 <laughs> points, like what the fuck's the point? I'm like, god damn it,
0: <laughs> yeah, I fuck it. It's uh, um, but I do wonder if um let's say whatever the fuck Addison if he signs let's see if he signs for whatever either way let's say like uh like Faber really struggles or like the Brody and Faber's not working and the Addison and whoever pair isn't working I wonder if they like just try to restructure their idea of like matchups whatever it is but just like experiment with that a little bit at that point like with those two young right shot demon I would imagine it's probably a good idea just to like try and Different things unless Faber and Brodeen immediately is like lights yep, out. Good. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely worth like, hey, if my guy that we're kind of labeling as a power play specialist only, if mm-hmm. you can shelter him with one of the best defensive defensemen in the game and Brodeen and get him also more minutes him where he's can cont- him get comfortable playing defensively. Exactly. And, and it opens and- him up to play his fucking game. And, like, if I could get five, uh, five, v five points from Madison as well, because that's the other thing, too. That be- <laughs> it's what not like every single point, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's another thing, too. It's so funny. It's just like did, you do know that not, I think, probably his first six or seven points in the NHL were five on five. Like, it's not like his only, you know what I mean, but and three on three. Oh, yeah. well He had, a, he had some man. really good looks out there with uh, Zuki and Kaprizov. I, I, I'll i be honest. I go back sometimes. There's a video I tweeted out. It was with – I think it was in Montreal. On the ice, it was Beckman. No, not Beckman. It was Boldy, Rossi, Addison, maybe Kaprizov. I don't know if it was at the end of a power play or they just had to be able they had the puck the whole fucking time and like four high danger scoring chances within a minute and a half. And I was just watching the shift like, oh my God, the future. This is the future. This is it right here. This is it. This is all I care about in my life. That's it. Oh um, yeah. I don't know. Just, oh, just me, just me. All right. Yeah, no, me. No, actually me either. I was just kidding. Um, I don't know, man. You too. Either way, like, the, I, I don't know. The Addison thing really scares the shit out of me. Because, like, I, I I know they'll get it done at some point. Because at this point, you really don't have any other options to. Like, you can't, like, what do you, like, just not sign him. um No, you
1: trade them for two firsts and you move on.
0: Right. Yeah. The guy that, yeah, exactly. The guy that got scratched for like 40 million games in a row. Yeah. He's worth two firsts though, at the same time, actually. Um, I don't know. I, if, young defensemen, it, scare, it scares me to give up on them. Any of them. I mean, like you look at Especially Boston. Especially this were,
1: fucking quick dude. Like they literally gave him zero rope. And again, maybe like, I don't know if he like hooked up with Dino's daughter or something else happened, but like barring something crazy, like nothing he said or did was that out of line. Like Sure. Does he need to humble himself and have a little bit better attitude? Sure. Do you literally decimate your power play and teach him a lesson for the rest of the season and hurt his development?
0: No. Nope. So we'll see what happens, I guess, but I would um, much rather them figure it out and let him go, but we'll see, I guess. And I... Last thing times 17. Uh, If they were not planning on giving him more than a million dollars, why the fuck wouldn't they have just traded him immediately? Like, why wait? At this point, how many teams are the fucking, like, giving you a decent enough package for a right-shot defenseman who is super young, who has proven he can play in this fucking league, and has been already a solid power play quarterback, and improved one one team's power play by, like, 15% in a matter of 12 games. So... Whatever. If the Penguins, we'll if the Penguins I mean. got him back, I'd probably pee a little. Pee a little bit. Just a little bit. Just
1: Dude, a little learn, bit. learn under LaTang and Carlson for a couple of years and then just be the guy. Yep. man. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, why not? Um, moving on. I mean, it's up to you at this point. We're an hour and eight. Well, I mean, you, you, not, but...
1: you wanted to talk about uh, how the Minnesota Wild have done absolutely nothing this summer.
0: Yeah, they're terrible. Uh, Worst team like I gotta. So maybe we'll do the. Do you, uh, do you even
1: know what I'm talking about?
0: Jojo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So I guess we'll do. Fuck me. We are an hour and eighteen. In.
1: Uh, we're probably hitting two hours at this point.
0: Yeah. Out of our hands. Either way. Either way, though, like. Obviously, it's very underwhelming summer. Even like fucking Russo and Joe Smith, like we've had like nothing to write about, which is
1: we They've actually don't know what to do. They're traveling.
0: The they're like, this is awesome. Like this is really weird. Uh, Joe Smith is actually this is my this is a great like introduction to Minnesota because I oh love my god I, I
1: got I got a month and a half off too. I didn't have to cover the playoffs. Like this
0: is great. I did. <laughs> I, did I did nothing. It was phenomenal. <laughs> was like. Not- because that was in my, whatever. Um, my job description was like, just do what the team does. And the team's like, well, we're doing nothing. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but. Obviously, no marquee major signings in the offseason. They bring in like guys like Laterry. They make the trade for Maroon. Uh, other than that. But. I really do think, in the fact that he stayed healthy last year, Marcus Johansson's like somewhat of an addition this upcoming season because that line, now that Ericsson Eck is healthy 100% and will be starting fully healthy this season, the line of Boldy, Ericsson Eck, and Johansson was so good. And like, it's, I think um, I pulled up the stats earlier. Let me see if I saw that tab open actually. I do. Uh, they played 166 minutes at five on five. The goals for was 14 goals against four. They had all of the high danger, uh, goals. They had 60. 58% of the high danger chances they had all almost all the scoring chances. Like that line to me is solid. And I mean, you saw a Boldy did when you added Johansson and along with that too, I think that gives you a, some flexibility with that Caprizov, Zuccarello top line, who the center is, whether that's Hartman, who we've seen it before, when he's healthy. He's been great there. He's scored over 30 goals. If he's injured, that's an opportunity for a kid like Marco Rossi to step in, not really have to be the guy driving the play, not really needing to be the guy that's like, hey, if he doesn't score, this line's got nothing. At the same time, he's a all he's already proven he can defend well in this league as, as a forward too. So, I think, weirdly enough, like the fact that you have that Johansson Baldy Ericsson line to lean on a little bit, I think they should be able to score consistently. They're going to give you good defensive hockey as well, but. That kind of opens up options throughout the lineup as well. So
1: yeah.
0: I'm a big, big fan of the fact that they re-signed him first of all, but it's it's almost like it is like an addition to the the offseason. Cause like you look at last year too, at the beginning of the year, well, realistically, actually like throughout the entire season, did they have a healthy lineup <laughs> like ever? <laughs> I really don't think they did. Someone was out that was like a big part of their fucking lineup at all times.
1: Well, that's it why re- they had all that money to throw around at the deadline.
0: <laughs> it fucked them so hard at the beginning of the year too. Yeah. Um, Great. And I, I mean, like they were fucked at the beginning of the year when they were fully healthy too. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that first fuck.
1: like five games was rough. It
0: was brutal. Um, I don't know, but like, I really do think that just seeing what Marcus Johansson did because he stayed healthy all year where he hit, if he had just been there, if that was what he did from the start of the year, like if he was on that line and he stayed healthy, because he did stay healthy, like his numbers, like he broke all of his prior like personal bests. So I do think number one, that gives you hope. First of all, that they've got a top six. They've got two lines outside of Caprizov and Zucarillo that can reliably score. Um, but I also do think it like somewhat, opens the door like on lines one and one and three. Like I, I really want them to give Rossi a shot. Like if heart, if the first, well, I, I, I would have met Well, And I said this before you and I jumped on here, but like, I would assume that they'll never say it, but they've got him penciled down that third line with Foligno and Gaudreau, which I think actually, again, that's more opportunity than he had at all last year but uh, i think it actually could work out fairly well but two if you flop him and hartman or flip him and hartman felino hartman gaudreau that could be a pretty solid hard to play against third line i gonna say that is like a piece of shit line right and like doesn't really at that point like you don't really need Hartman to be a center at that point either. You're not like leaning on him to put up all the points in the world. So in I uh, like in the inverse, like Rossi now has the opportunity to play with two of the like premier skilled forwards playmaking playmaking forwards in the league where you're not needing him to be the one driving play. So it's it's just weird to frame it in my because I did it, <laughs> but it's weird for me to frame it as, like, but part of that is because, like, you have that second line of JoJo. JoJo, not Mojo. JoJo. Well, I, I, I and, wanna, and, and you've seen it, too. Like, it's not like the tiniest of sample sizes, too, right? It is a small sample size that needs to be addressed, though. <laughs> right. But
1: what, what I think, though, like, that not enough people talk about, because I agree, like, bringing Johansson in, I thought it was ridiculous at the time, and I am so wrong. That was a brilliant move. I really don't think Eck gets as much credit as he should for how that line runs because it's how balanced they are across the three, right? Like, you've got Boldy who can drive play, whether it's with, like, his playmaking ability or that shot. Johansson's opening up the ice with his speed, and then Eck is the guy who is the fucking sledgehammer. Like, he's going to the dirty areas, he's getting in front of the net, and he's got the ability... (laughs) to keep up with those guys and not be a hindrance offensively. And I, I think any one of those players removed from the equation fucked it all.
0: Yeah, and I, I think at this point, Erickson X proven himself to be like, in terms of, we know what he is defensively. He's been an elite defensive center for a couple of years now. But, I mean, I think over the past three years, he's shown you that, though no, at like, in an average year, he's a 20 goal, 20 assists, 25 assists, like on an average to like below average year, I guess, like slightly below average, I guess. But he's showing you, he's he can give you 20 goals, 30, 20, 30, if yeah. he really is playing with those guys. Who knows, 35, 40 assists. And he had like two years in a row where he scored their most power play goals. <laughs>
1: like You, you, you want to do a, a fun, uh, a fun uh, little thought experiment here? What if Marco Maybe. Rossi put up seven points in his first season, sixteen points in his second season, and fourteen points in his third season? Who would People that sound like? Break things and say he's an absolute bust, right? Who would that sound like? I don't know. It sounds hmm. crazily similar to
0: the exact stats that Julius Neck put up. And by the way, like like weird by uh yeah. Inconsistently proving that he can be at the very least, a solid defensive forward. Oh yeah. It'd be weird. Weird how that would work out.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's even more relatable because Eck definitely missed an entire season of critical development due to almost dying. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So they should act. They should actually put that like this prior year, uh, due to near death. Um, that's it. Yeah. Um, God, it's so bad because I, I support
1: Rossi like through and through. But now whenever someone goes in and like says positive things, it's like, he missed a whole year. I'm just going to drop the, but did he die?
0: No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> well, do it when I'm not around. All right. Um,
1: yeah, this is a brilliant idea, by the way.
0: Oh, Jesus um, Christ. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would die. Um, you, Jason. <laughs> sure.
1: And just but, while you're totally spiraling out of control,
0: he didn't pick
1: his. <laughs> it's so it's great always- because you you can pick up on my nonsense and like you don't bite for a second. But if Cosgrove says it, you like the wires cross and you just like malfunction.
0: My wires never cross at Cosgrove, but you you just about never had it go down. <laughs> at no point at no point has his nickname ever been mojo it's been it's been jojo on his stick his whole fucking career his stick yeah, it did, says did he write it on there or did someone else Oh, for fuck's sake anyways we got to move on listen the, the last thing i'll say about that though times 19 um is we should also as a collective fan base, like give Eric Sinek more credit because people are always like, Oh, they need centers. They need centers. They don't have a top six center. They don't have a top six center. It's like okay. Eric Sinek is signed for another six, seven years. He is what? 26, seven years old, whatever he is. He like,
1: is 26,
0: 26 years old. Well, Oh, is that um, not a top? Is he not, is he not a top six center? Like, you know what I mean? Like people never factor him in ever when they're like young, Prospects. I think it's it's more like you need a number one center.
1: We have never had a number one center. I don't think that Eck is a number one center. You need that number one center because it shifts everything down. Like you said, solidifying the second line gives you so much more flexibility to figure out the first and sec the first and third lines. If you get that one C, everyone moves down a slot, and you're like completely changed the whole dynamic of your team. I mean, you're seeing the opposite of it with Boston where you just, no, I, so I was, Bergeron was Bergeron. about
0: to use, I was about to use Boston as an example. Historically, you look at Bergeron and Krejci; They're two perfect number two centers. Neither one of them. So like, I think when people frame like in the way people frame, like the number one center is like point per game guy, like tons of like playmaker off. Like I think really a lot of times it gets framed as like the offensive part of it. And in Boston, you had David Creechie and Patrice Bergeron who were two elite defensive centers, obviously with Bergeron at least people don't understand until you look at like the numbers when he was in his prime for Creechie, that motherfucker was unbelievable defensively. Mm -hmm. Neither one of them ever was over a point per game ever in their careers. So that's why for me, I'm like, I don't, doesn't really matter with, with Eck, like number, like he is a, at the very least, a second line center. He's going to be one of the best defensive forwards in the fucking league for years. And he's giving you 20 to 25 goals every season. He is on your first power play unit. He's doing literally everything that you ask a forward to do. He's going to be logging crazy minutes for a forward. Like for me, if that's my number one center and you've got a guy like Caril Capriza, if you've got other dynamic playmakers, we'll see what happens with guys like Daniel Yurov in the future, Liam Ogre in the future, Adam Beckman in the future. Like the list goes on and on. He doesn't necessarily need to be the guy that's like the number one playmaker on his line if he's going to be a number one or number two center. So that's where I always push back. It's like the Bruins just did this for 15 fucking years. And they missed the playoffs twice. Like, with Bergeron and Gracie in their, like, peak. So, I I, I think a lot I think of a I get, are I get saying, what
1: you're trying to say.
0: No, I know. I'm just using Eck in that... I'm using the Bergeron and Creep thing as a crutch because like, sure. neither one of them, again, it's the same profile of player, obviously a different caliber. I, the differences, I, mean, I think team. Bergeron
1: could be a 100-point player if he like focused on that element of his game. I don't think Ack could. Yeah, but even then, though, like... I'm not saying that he should. I, uh, my point I is know. there's still no offense
0: there. So, I mean, like, when the offense really, really took off, it was with Marshawn and Pasternak. So, Pasternak... Might be the best right winger in the game. Might be. Barshan is a top, what, five left winger of the game? Hard to say, but yeah, I'll give it to you. Like, so even with them, it wasn't like he was putting up like 40 fucking goals. He wasn't the dynamic sure. playmaker. Like, and I don't think if he was on a line with like Jake DeBrusque. I mean, they had 17,000 fucking right-wingers before. Oh, God. Like, poor Krejci had to get stuck with forever. Krejci had a couple of years of Nathan Horton. Other than that, he was a fucking revolt. Before Pasternak, though. Like, if he didn't have... like, yeah. I At no point was he going to be a guy that was going to put up 80 points. Sure. So, I think he... Like, obviously, he improved offensively as his career went on. But at no point was he, like the go-to guy on that line for offense. Like uh, he, I mean, he was the fact that he did what he did his last year as a hockey player is fucking believable. <laughs> as his like half his body doesn't even work anymore. And he's still hmm. the best defensive for the fucking league. It does his thing. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: All right. Well, before we transition into prospects then, and hopefully get the fuck out of here in two hours, um, I don't care if it's two years from now or five. Minnesota Wild are in the Stanley Cup Finals. Is that your two C or three
0: C? I mean, it could be by two. It's just a question. I, th- I mean, at this point, I think it really well. What f- you said, five years from now. I'm more saying like I don't care if it's two years
1: from now when we get out of cap hell or if it's five years from now, I'm just saying like roster construction, like do you think it's likely that he is the two C if the wild are contending, or is it more likely that he's a three C? I think and I don't uh, know how I feel about this. I used to be really firm that he would be a three C if the wild contended. I think too. I'm, I'm split. I'm split on it.
0: I realistically, I think the, uh, I don't want to use the word. Oh my god. The way I, I mean, the way I look at it is like, can he be a number two center on a Stanley Cup team? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at this point, they have they've gone out and drafted so many fucking centers at this point. At the same time, he's proven himself that he can score 20, 25 goals, put up 25, 30. Like, he can put up decent points in this league, and he is an elite defensive center to the point where he's going to be, in terms of your forwards, he'll be a top three guy in ice time, as is. Sure. Yeah. I think he's on a Stanley Cup winning team with how good he is, proven that he is the past couple of years, and just like his actual, uh like, his arc, of, like, in terms of development, and then even once he became a full time NHLer, like, Continued to skyrocket. How good he was! But again, he is the
1: case study for calm the fuck down and let him develop.
0: Like, what
1: more do you need? Come on,
0: right, right, exactly.
1: Rossi have a second to fucking breathe.
0: One second, one or maybe a year to breathe again. You know, just once he can like fully take deep breaths again.
1: Dude, like, literally three years ago, I can't believe we took him over Besser. Like, now look at that.
0: Yeah. You've got
1: everyone all but but look at all the guys that we passed on when we took Rossi. Huge reach, by the way, for Judd Brackett to take him there.
0: Yeah, I can't believe it. It was just the worst. Worst decision of all time. You know what? That fucking uh that scalper's auto actually sucked. Yeah, take it back. His restaurant's
1: terrible. Fair point here by uh Mateo too, like Tage Thompson. Yeah. I think he's a little bit more uh We'll call him an outlier, but uh, it's fair. Also, I don't think Marco Rossi's going to grow an entire foot, but you never know.
0: He could, though. Like
1: growth spurts. Like growth spurts. You, never know.
0: you never know. I did.
1: God damn it. Uh, uh, so let's uh, – little prospect roundup to end this, I guess. First, you already – oh.
0: I got to let you uh, hot stove for a second because I got to piss so bad. going to hot stove. Holy shit. <laughs> I j- got to break the seal so bad. Give her. I'll, talk to them. Give them a uh, play-by-play, second-by-second of Portland me.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say a play-by-play of what you're doing. Shit. Um, Cosgrove, do the wild. Don't do
0: that. That would be disgusting.
1: <laughs> do the wild. Wild just kind of chill this year at the deadline. Seems like next year is the first year we can go for it and get a guy with term if he becomes available. Uh, I mean, my personal opinion on this, I haven't really wavered from it, is if the Wild are actually in a position of contention, I don't think Garen will hesitate to try and make the push, but I'm more of the mind that, yeah, you more or less stand pat at the deadline if you're in the playoff hunt. If not... You're looking at Hartman or Felino as trade chips, and it could be both. It's really coming down to do you think you're keeping them past this year? And if you do, if there's a path to re signing one or both, then I guess that's on the table. But I think at some point we got a clear room for the prospects that are coming in. I think you can get a good return for both Hartman and Felino. Like Hartman is Tampa Bay's wet dream with his contract. So I think there's options out there. I think if they're doing something at the deadline noteworthy, it's more selling rather than buying. But if Bill Guerin thinks this is a team that can win a round or two, he's gonna make a push if it if it's feasible. Um let's see. I also enjoy the hell out of a boldie eck Ogrin Second line going forward. Also, Ogren with a solid start in the KHL. He does not play in the KHL, but uh, agree with the rest of the sentiment. And that's actually something I think Z and Isha talked about last week. Um, He is a guy that profiles perfectly to play with them. I mean, God, I don't think this will be the case, but imagine if this is your third line. I mean, holy shit. It is with the prospects that we've got coming through it's not impossible to think that this could end up being your third line. And they've got the defensive pedigree. Like these are three defensive stalwarts and they've got the offensive punch and they've got some size really fun line. Regardless Z's back. Allegedly, allegedly. I imagine Hartman is going to want to shop for a contract. If he has a solid year this year. Yeah. I mean, Cosgrove, I, there's no way that Hartman's not going for the big ticket after this year, and for him, I don't know what that means his big ticket three four mil either way. the guy's paid his dues he's I don't see him being with the wild pass this year, but who knows maybe he just loves it here and he's willing to take another cheap deal to keep being a part of it. I don't know and I'm sorry. Mateo, how the fuck does SHL get auto-corrected to KHL? It's on the
0: same I'm keyboard. That. I'm not buying that. <laughs> it's on the same keyboard. Yeah, fair enough. It's a letter. Um, one of the things that you had mentioned, I think it was, you said Cosgrove Beauty. I asked the question. Uh, if this would be the deadline. if there To is. not do anything. Yeah, I would say. More so, don't buy. I would say they'd be inclined to. If they are really pushing, Mm -hmm. and like, let's say Rossi Mm -hmm. pops, like they had a year where they had what, four or five guys with career seasons in terms of like points. Like you had like Folino putting up 20 um what was that two years ago yeah yeah because they really, really really right yep but they really really popped and like let's say like rossi does and you like Faber immediately steps in like if they're like in contention that central division where they're like because again we've said this before they weirdly match up somehow like they play colorado so well every game
1: I wanted it then, and I won't. Yeah, back on to we it. said oh, it's exactly,
0: matchup. that's exactly what we said, right? The playoffs, right? Um, but if they're like again, Rossi pops, every, it, everything's going really well, they've stayed healthy, whatever, and they're in a position it's like, no, no, like we can we could actually make some noise here. I would say they'd probably be inclined to move, you know a prospect or two, maybe a big, a good pick, but like guys with not super long-term or even like a rental that wouldn't be like two firsts, whatever. Um, but I mean, like <laughs> you look at Elias Lindholm who's got one year left at four or something. They could fit him in with the cap of the deadline. Cause at the deadline, that's going to be two point something million. Um, so what are you willing to give up for him though? Right, that's I mean, a, that's so a big that's, package. that's right, and that's the luxury of having the prospect pool and cool. all the first-round picks. Right? Dude, um,
1: God bless Prawnman for putting Stramel at uh, four. So he's. Yeah. I told you. I was. I
0: was like, dude, I'm telling you, there's gonna be people going nuts over Stramel at four. Um, yep. Whatever. Yeah. I fucking. We're gonna have to do the pro- We'll do that one next week, I guess, but. Um,
1: <laughs> so we're not even getting into that. All right. No,
0: no, we don't, we're forty-four. Yeah, can't. Um, but I, I, I think this would be a year like, depending on the player, depending on. Well, I mean, real again. Well, it all depends, I guess. But um, mm. they would potentially look at rentals that would cost something because that prospect pool is so deep at the same time they said no we want to keep letting them develop i get it too but this is where when i talk about like the luxury of having that deep prospect pool and having all the picks they have still um this is another this is like yes you have this pool of players that you're projecting is going to be here in big parts of your future forever but at the same time when you have this deep of a pool like the luxuries you have time to let them develop and see, all right, actually, you know what, with what we have right now and like what they've developed as over the last two years, as we drafted them, whatever it is, they've got this value, but we've all these other guys here in this position, like we could actually afford to lose this one, whatever, but it's either you've got a big part of the future, you got trade chips, whatever it is. So that's the luxury of having that prospect pool. So I, I do wonder if, everything really does go right. Cause this is still a good fucking hockey team. Like, because they didn't make any massive signings this summer, which is what we were just talking about. Like, I feel like I've just seen so many people like, Oh, I guess this is just a throwaway year. I'm like, what? You still have a solid fucking hockey team. Throw like, down in Rochester. It's like a couple of teams got largely better in the central. Yes but what's like what's the massive step like they took backwards i don't i don't it's weird because the same people that say oh they didn't make any big signs blah 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 it's like okay well the other big signs that happened on the league you said that was the overpay and like waste of money and terrible whatever like so sometimes i just don't know what exactly people want outside of just complaining but this is still a good fucking hockey team so i do think Long story long, uh if there was like a rental, I do wonder if they'd be more inclined this season to uh like just take a stab. But I
1: don't know, the cynical side of me wants them to just do another O'Reilly where they are the stopgap and people freak yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. It's By the true. way, I do people know, few people know the the two stars of the uh Enterprise commercials, I think it was Enterprise. Um, with uh, Patty Maroon and Ryan O'Reilly. Only two teams have had both of them within the org. St. Louis and Minnesota Wild. People forget. People continue to forget, and I'll continue to remind them.
0: I'll continue to love it. (laughs) I'll continue to drink beers. He said so enthusiastically. (laughs) Um,
1: Okay, well then – since we're scrapping uh, the prawnman talk until next week, let's uh, – you threw out some fun stuff today from, uh, I don't know, arguably the more shocking of the picks this year in Rasmus Kumpelainen. I don't know. What, let's start there. What was a bigger sh- surprise to you, taking Stramel or taking
0: Kumpelainen at their spots? Probably Stramel. Just on the year he had and like was Kumpa line
1: on your like second round radar.
0: Yeah. I mean like yes and no, because that profile is so intriguing for if you're an NHL team. Um, and like, I mean that fucking waste of a world juniors tournament in the summer, last summer, uh, he was with Finland, and he looked pretty fucking good. What was that? Okay. You know what? That might have been Holinka actually. Those tournaments were going at the same time, and it broke my it broke my fucking brain. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, either way, uh, as an underager, either whether it was the World Juniors or the Holinka, it might have been the Holinka. I think about it, but either way, he looked really fuck good there too, as a as a draft minus one. But um, I mean, again, like that profile of player typically goes round two anyways so it didn't shock me like big time it was maybe a reach but at the same time like we've talked about this a thousand times the three players they got the first two rounds like doesn't matter I don't really fucking care I
1: was so, I was baffled that height made it to the end of the second I, I, still, was don't, I still don't get it
0: hey he's over six feet tall so I don't get it I don't fucking understand <laughs>
1: Um, and everyone be like, let's go wild picks like subscribe. We love you all. If we get enough subscribers, which right now we fell a little off pace. So fuck. Tell your dad, tell your brother. doesn't matter. If you want a shot at the Mick golden mirror, we need to hit a thousand before puck drop of the opening night. So figure it out.
0: Yeah. It's on you guys. Not, not us. It's not on us at all to, I can't subscribe more than, like seven I, times. So I can't convince people that we're worth following. I also don't <laughs> even believe that you're subscribed. <laughs> I am. I double-checked six times the other day actually. I just want to make sure.
1: You double-checked six times. So did you twelve. check 12, twelve times? Twelve. Yeah. Okay. I like That's it.
0: Uh, Understood. Um,
1: the other guy that we mentioned beforehand that we have to talk about I mean, it's one of the guys we led with as uh, being called up as soon as the unfortunate Cooley news was unveiled. Jimmy Clark heading to the U of M, going to be a gopher. I mean, what are we expecting out of this?
0: I It's going to be a big, big, big step up from the league he was in. Obviously, I do think he's ready to play college hockey. I think... In the in an ideal world, yes, he's doing one more year in the USHL and continue to be in an elevated role. Um, but he's not gonna be heavily leaned on to like be their dynamic playmaker at University of Minnesota. Gives him another year to play with really fucking good players. Um and I think it's like a bit of a tip of the cap. be like, hey, we lost Cooley, so let's see if Clark, let's see if Jimmy Clark was a to play like a year that he earlier that he was playing on it. And again, it's like really fuck a good player i think i still think he was a crazy steal in like the 7th round um so good for him man like he's a good player i think he'll be i i hope people don't expect him to put up like crazy numbers um but i think his i think how how he operates how smart he is with the puck in the offensive zone and like some of the plays he's able to make I think he could be a really good complimentary piece on a solid fucking team. So I'm um, so good for him. So I think he's uh he's definitely ready to play. It's going to be a big step up. So we'll see how much he actually produces, how much they lean on him. But, um, you know, in a sheltered ish role, I think he could be a really good fucking uh, college hockey player. So good for him.
1: Nice. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, there might be people that just scream as they listen to this, but I feel, feel like gopher fans are a lot more realistic than wild fans in general. Now don't get me wrong, gopher fans have a with fans like the elitist like view, like, oh yeah, we should be in the frozen four every year and it's just kind of handed to us. But I think most gopher fans like know what it's like for a freshman to come in. Like none of the gopher fans expected what they saw from Cooley and Snuggerood. Like it's more wild fans
0: that and, see- oh, wait. and those were two first round picks. Those were two first round picks too. And Jimmy Clark only has a seventh round pick. So, I mean, that's only six later. Yeah, true. It's single digits now. That I think about it. You know what? He better fucking win the Hobie. Right. Uh, it's gonna happen. But yeah, I think uh, <laughs> fucking hour fifty two, and that's so funny. Yeah, up to you. You you had. Uh, it wasn't
1: a typo. I hope that you put KHL instead of SHL, but uh, mm. that's the the only thing left that you wanted to cover. So up to you.
0: Realistically, so well, I, I'll just mention. So the the KHL season, the regular season, officially kicks off a week from today. Uh, well, I guess when you're listening, unless you're live, all eleven of you um, Thursday, the first of September. That's KHL day one. But with Scott, there were. In the preseason, there were a few moments or a few shifts each game where we had a line of who's Dinov with Matvey Mitchkov and Ivan Demidov. And oh my God, it was unfucking believable. You had who's Dinov, who essentially does like everything, maybe not at an elite level outside of skating, but very fun to watch one of the best complimentary forwards coming up. You have Matt Mitchkov, who, if he was not playing in Russia, would have challenged for first overall this past season, Who set records in every fucking Russian junior league. Uh, And then you had Demidov, who, I mean, he's even got, like, more tools and just, like, more in his arsenal – Maybe not the same level, but just like more to like more in his tool bag than Mischkov did on the same line, and it was sick. Like every time they again, they had the puck the whole time that they were on the ice, and it was like no one could even like touch them. Like no one was coming close to them. And I mean, Demidov has been ripping it up in the preseason in the KHL. He's so fucking good. Like, he should challenge number one overall, dude. So like, does, he is that playing guy. on a
1: line like that make the difference in him making the push for the one overall? Or does that get held
0: against him in some no, way? No, I, I honestly would say, like, I think anyone that's been tracking and watching him for the last year or two knows, like, in terms of just, like, raw talent, he's right there. There's just well, uh, it's it's so tough gauging it with Russia, not just because of the geopolitical thing. It's been tough forever, yeah. trying to figure out exactly you know what a player is. I mean, unless, it, unless their development out. is so fucking weird. Yeah. Um, what what's his contract situation? He's I mean, not even remotely close to what. Like, so that's the thing too. I say like well, like it, is, is he, he up it at was, the end uh, of this
1: year and he's going to get extended, or does he already have one more year
0: and that's probably his out. I'll tell you in a second. Um, either way, like, if, even if he is up in his draft, like, he'll, he's not going to come right over. I don't think. Um, no, it's, I mean, it's
1: more if he had one more year, that's perfect because then he's got one more year and then he comes. But if 20, he, has yes, he year, they try and strong arm him into a two or three year deal. Current contracts up 24, 25. So that's pretty much what you Next. can expect then. Which I mean two years, that's not bad. And I mean, Mitchkov already said that he's leaving after one more year, so apparently contracts aren't real.
0: I what a statement. Yeah, I'll be breaking that shit. Don't worry about it. What? <sighs> yeah, it's fine, guys. Just fucking take me, baby.
1: Honestly, if he had fallen to Washington. I wouldn't for a second doubt that Ovi goes over and he's just like, Putin, let him fucking come over now.
0: Mm. I'll
1: come back and give you a nice little like glory tour, play for a couple years in the K for you, but let this boy come over and help me break Gretzky's record. Thank you.
0: Listen, Pooty. Listen, Poots. (laughs) Pooty. Pooty. (laughs) Pooty. (laughs) Pooty. What? Oh. Listen, listen, Poot, listen, Pooty. Uh, let him come over, let him cook with me. We'll come back. We'll come back, Daddy Vladdy. Yeah. Well, either way though, uh, when they're on the ice together, those three. Oh my God, it's so fun to watch. And Yurov, I told you earlier, fucking sniped earlier, like today. I think they actually had him a fourth line again, which I was like, no, 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 no. Please, God, no. Please, fucking God, no. But, yeah, I don't give a fuck about face i I feel this way I don't really care about face-offs. That's one thing that every player can absolutely – there's not something – I'm not trying to carve Mateo here, my guy. Uh, yeah, I do not really sound get like that face-offs. at all. Well, no, I <laughs> – well, are <our> other <laughs> – fuck it i'll say it then uh you buddy...
1: would say this uh no disrespect though
0: no 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 <laughs> well, um well it was like when we did the uh when we did the crossover pod um like i remember justin brought up face-offs a few times and i was okay. like i don't give a fuck how good they are at face-offs at 17 18 19 20 years old Sidney crosby was a dog shit he was dog shit at the face-off dot
1: well because you can't work on face-offs against your washing machine like
0: that's a good point. Yeah. So Beckman will never be able to take one because he's going to be shooting parked in his driveway for Yeah, you can't. You can't manage to it bring it up. Manage to, to find a way. Manage to find a way. Let's fucking go. Check the box. Uh, Obligatory. <laughs> yeah, I my arm was itching for so long. I was like, I have to fucking bring this up somehow.
1: Um, All
0: but- right. Well, close, closing remark here.
1: If the wilds over unders at hundred this year, you going over under? Cosgrove's tempted to bet the under.
0: That's uh, – I would need to know what the actual odds are then. Minus 110 on each side. I'd, I'd go the over still, I okay. think. Because, um, again, I still think they're a really fucking good team. What if Addison doesn't sign? Oh, I would be hammering the under. If there was another, if there was an alt line where they could go like 20 points total, (laughs) hammer the under, you know, (laughs) happy birthday, by the way, Anze Kopitar. Fun fact. I just saw that on the web. I just like pulled up elite prospects to make sure I had uh, contract. I just like looked over. I was like, Oh, it's Kopitar's birthday. (laughs) Um, I know, but either way, I'm taking the over. I think they're going to get right around a hundred points, honestly because I still think they're a really fucking good team. Um, it doesn't bother
1: you that pretty much everyone in the central got better?
0: Mm-mm.
1: Okay. So
0: Instead, I think you- I'm
1: sorry. We don't have to go long on this, but how has nothing happened with Shifley or Hellebuck? Like, there's no way they're riding out the season with those two players. That, that just doesn't make fucking sense.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I kind of wonder if... Um... Neither I of them wonder if they, right. So that's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a big question. I do wonder if they looked at like the realist, the, the package they got for Dubois. I wonder if they're sitting there like, if we could like ride this out. Cause I like, did get better with that package. Like I agree. Dubois, right?
1: I just don't think you're convincing Shifley or Hellebuck to stay. And it's not like the Toronto Maple Leafs who are willing to roll the dice with Nylander because they're actually going to try and contend for the cup. I, I just don't see that being in the cards for Winnipeg. I don't.
0: Right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do, again, I, I just wonder if they're kind of sitting there like, if this year goes, I mean, realistically, marginally better than it did after they completely fell off last year. If they can convince them to stay, who knows? I mean, who knows if they even want to have. Like, I mean, I would imagine they want to lock Hella Buck up if they can, obviously. Right, but he's pretty much said he's not. Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, that can always change, right? Right, exactly, right. Like so. That's that's what I kind of want. that's wonder. not going to
0: change though. Apparently, is their coach, which I, st- I still, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding. The other day. I actually listened to his fucking post-game <laughs> after their last game of the playoffs. And I was like, I still cannot fucking believe Rick Bowens came out. He was like, I fucking hate my locker room. They all, they're all, they all fucking dickheads. <laughs> I still can't believe it. Just eviscerated... Cowards, every single one of them. He called his whole team jellyfish. Like, I just fucking <laughs> cannot fucking handle it. Like, I... I literally listened to the press conference in full the other day. I was like, I cannot fucking believe that this guy, the the day they lost, it's unbelievable. It's so good. I also can't believe Blake Wheeler's making, what, 800? Like, he's not worth 8 million, but holy fuck, is he worth more than 800K. That's
1: what it takes if you want to play for a team that's up against the cap. Take notes. Kalen Greedy fucking Addison. Mhm. Uh, you just know too they're going to sit down with bonus and be like, "So, what can we do to improve upon that last press conference?" And they play it for him and he's just straight role models. That is not me.
0: That's not me. I, you know, I, so I said I yelled very early on this podcast because you brought up the fact that you tweeted a video of our of us dying laughing at the scene. I was 100% planning on wearing the new t-shirt. You didn't
1: I for I I was thinking that earlier this week and then I totally spaced on it. Oh, this is glorious. Hang on. I'm I'm full screen in your ass. Yeah. Top 5 gift I've ever given someone.
0: No, yeah, no. I told, uh, I told the first lady, step it up. I mean, <laughs> really. Hmm, my birthday wasn't, uh, in terms of apparel. Bar has been set. Take, take this over any. This should actually be the Minnesota Wild uh, retro reverse retro. At no point was this. Nope, In we're for
1: sure going to find a way to work that into a revamped Judd's Buds logo. I just got to think on it a little bit. You know Man what? Something. Just do this. Yeah, that's it. I, I think my wife will figure it out.
0: Yeah, she is pretty good at that, huh?
1: Decent. No, yeah, she killed
0: it. Yeah, she's cool. Very, very fun hanging out with YouTube for what? Five, four days, whatever it is. Either way, uh, we went two hours. I think this is the first time we've done two hours. Uh, That's factually no. Well, I mean, so, uh, on this specific, not the draft.
1: No, I know, but there was—I remember it was like maybe a month, month and a half ago that we did one, and it like hit two hours, and you're like, "All right, we gotta fucking be done because we are not doing the the, the draft show shit."
0: Allegedly. Allegedly. Whatever. Anyone that stuck around this long, oh my god, we just gained someone. That's crazy. Uh, anyone that stuck around this long, one, as always, I'm sorry. Uh, two, thank you. Three. Um, do a better job because we haven't been able to give away the uh, Mick Golden Light, whatever. It's going to happen. Maybe. Um, yeah, that was interesting, so I think, again, since we're two hours in, we'll have to dive into this next <laughs> week. Which is brutal, because I feel like at that point, people will probably no, don't care as much, but whatever. We'll, we'll talk about it. Or we won't. Who knows? Maybe something crazy will happen. If not yeah. Oh, wait. Actually, I'll be gone next Thursday.
1: <laughs> well, Prawnman's rankings definitely won't matter at that point.
0: <laughs> I'll do it from the plane. Mid turbulence. Hey! Well, it depends. Where, ah! where are you playing? St. Louis, but we're ending up in Iowa.
1: Fair enough st louis to iowa her brother lives in st louis and then we're gonna oh okay then it makes more sense because i know you're going to see folks in iowa but like minneapolis to iowa is definitely quicker than st louis to iowa
0: i would assume so but anyways we should as i always say fucking end it uh maybe we'll do something next week before thursday not maybe live we maybe we will could be, could be very funny to do it on the plane though i mean yeah you can up. i mean
1: you'll probably have better internet on the plane than you will at your place anyway
0: hey today was pretty good
1: to today until i made that comment it didn't dawn on me but yes so There's issues
0: just improving every week you know but anyways Thanks. very unprofessional Better be Spirit Airlines. Fuck off, Pateo. American spirit. Cigarettes. Anyways, let's get a- up. <laughs> That's why they call it Spirit, because you can smoke on the plane still. And they. they say, a- if, if you do record from the plane, you have to light <laughs> one up.
1: <laughs> I, have a, I have a cigarette in my ear.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And they're eyeing you the entire way, walking to your seat. Like, I know what you're doing. Like, what? No, this is, just, this is just my vibe.
0: If there's one guy in this fucking plane that's going to do it, it's going to be that guy. Keep your fucking eyes on him. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever, we'll figure it out. Anyways, thank you to everybody for tuning in. Poppy, please cut this off.